As we approach the end of the year, some of you are thinking about retiring and you're considering your pension options. Should you take that pension all at once in a lump sum or spread it out over monthly payments? Maybe your lump sum option requires you moving your pension to an investment plan. Should you do it? Or maybe your pension doesn't even offer a lump sum, but a choice between 10-year period certain and joint with rights of survivorship instead. Then what? Joe and Big L have spitballed on all of these variables before, and today we're compiling all of those discussions into your money, your wealth podcast, episode number 354, to help you make your own pension choices. Visit yourmoneyyourwealth.com and click Ask Joe and Al on air to send in your money questions. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. Nick. Yeah. Uh, from Moreno Valley, California. I am 54 and plan to retire to the Philippines. Okay. Total monthly income needed is $4,000. We will have no mortgage when retire. Currently, home will be sold at a gain of $80,000 to pay off home in Philippines and money left to purchase car and build a vacation home. Holy buckets. Cool. You could pay off your home, right. buy a car, and, and a-, a build a vacation home for eighty grand. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Uh, my pension starts at, uh, let's call it $2,000 a month with 50% survivor. At age 55. At, um, we will start with drawing 3% from 401k with 3% inflation or wait two more years and get $2,400 a month from pension and withdraw $4,000 a year from the 401k for two years. We will claim Social Security at 65, $3,000 a month. What, what, what's your question, Nick? We have five hundred fifty grand in four hundred one k's, hundred twenty thousand dollars in Roth, twelve thousand dollars in IRA, hundred twenty thousand dollars in brokerage accounts, eight thousand savings bond, fourteen thousand in a Philippine um, a mutual fund, seventy five thousand emergency funds. Man, you're doing pretty good, Nick. Uh, Forty sixty split. My question, thank God, here it is: <laughs> is should I do an annuity, pension, or lump sum? Okay, so um, let me see. The total amount after retirement is three hundred eighty thousand fifty-five or four. Well, what's the, what's the pension amount? Doesn't even give us. A, how am I going to answer your question, Nick? When you when I don't have the annuity amount? Maybe that's the three eighty. If you keep reading, the total amount after retirement is three hundred eighty thousand dollars at fifty-five or four hundred twenty thousand if I wait two years. Before well, that, I start pension. That's the lump sum, and the pension you already read. It's $1,900 at age 55, and if he waits two more years, it's 2400 Oh, okay. I All think. Right. And so there's a few ways to try to figure this thing out. Um, there has to be a couple variables. A life expectancy is the biggest. Sure. Is that, all right, um, because when you have a standard pension, most people will have options. And Nick has options, and it will be, all right, would you like a lump sum? Uh, we'll pay, cut you a check right now. In his case, it was about $380,000 lump sum, and his annuity or income payment, he could either take the $380,000, or they say, you know what, we'll keep the $380,000, we'll pay you $1,900 a month for the rest of your life. Right. Okay? So that sounds pretty good. Uh, the other option is that he's going to wait two years. And say I'm going to take four hundred twenty thousand dollars versus the three eighty, uh, or I will get twenty four hundred dollars per month for the rest of my life. So what Nick needs to do is he needs to figure out what the internal rate of return is on that cash flow stream, because then he can compare. 
Uh, because I would say, Al, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago with pension plans, the internal rate of returns were quite high. So it would make zero sense to take the lump sum because the, the, the either the government or the employer or whatever is giving you such a high payment that it would be almost impossible for you to take the lump sum and try to replicate that income stream. Right. And if it's guaranteed by, quote-unquote, by th- that organization, well, you know, the, the, those are a lot of positives. However, what has happened today is that the amount of payment versus lump sum has slowly gone down. Uh, because A, a lot of these companies can't afford these pension plans. Right. Uh, before they did some terrible actuarial tables of figuring out, they mismanaged, we had 2008, 2000, and all sorts of variety of things. Right, and fixed income has been really low for right. quite a while. So it's like, okay, well, here I'm trying to get some income, and then my interest rates on my bonds are, you know, 1% or 2%. Right. So we did a little bit of math. And the internal, and right now, if you run this stuff to life expectancy, age 85, I mean, it's almost a break even, right? The companies are smart. They, they get this stuff too. They're not going to favor one or the other. Um, it's like, okay, well, here, if you want this, we'll give it to you. If you want that, we'll give it to you. There's no really better deal in most cases. The better deal is going to be based on the individual to see how long they live. If they're going to live a long time, then the annuity payment, that internal rate of return is going to increase. Sure. If they die prematurely, of course, then their internal rate of return is going to be a lot lower. And so if what did we run? Until age 95 with this gentleman? Correct. Right? So let's say if Nick lives until age 95, so that's a 40-year life expectancy, his internal rate of return over that 40 years if he took the annuity payment was roughly 5%. So then Nick's got to make a decision to say, well... Okay, I have a guaranteed fixed income for the rest of my life if that company's still around and that pension's still going to come to me. So I guess that's another risk. Yes. Well, plus the, it's a 50% survivor. And if he dies, then the wife only gets 50%. Correct. Um, at 5%, what would you do, Al? Would you take the annuity or would you take the lump sum? Uh, well, I would probably take the lump sum just to have more control over it, I think. I think so, too. At 5 if it was 6 or 7 yeah, I would probably take the annuity. Yeah, and I think and the way that you described is the best and correct way to do it, but a lot of people don't really know how to do that. Here's a shortcut just to give you an idea is just take the monthly payments, in this case $1,900, multiply it by 12 to get the annual amount, divide that into the lump sum and see what the, see what the distribution rate is. And if it's 8% or higher, then maybe you might want to you might want to consider the payment stream. If it's six percent or lower, uh, you might want to consider the lump sum. It, it, it's and it kind of depends. Of course, all this is predicated on what your expectation is on life expectancy. Right. And a lot of people tend to like to take the lump sum just because it's a known thing. As a, we don't really know how long we're going to live. And in this particular case, the numbers he gave us was fifty percent survivor. So this could all change if he passes, and then his spouse only gets half of it. Uh, and Nick has about, uh, let's see, five, six, seven, I don't know, 800000 already in liquid assets. He's only looking to live off of $4,000. Um, uh, was that a, a, a month? And so yep. it's like, okay, well, I don't know. You're, you're going to have Social Security of a couple thousand dollars. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it, it all depends on life expectancy and control. 
but I think the internal rate of return on the overall cash flow streams, the the net present value, I guess, of of what he's going to receive from cash flows from that pension, um, is is decent. Um, so it's looking at risk at that point. Do I, do I think I can beat 5% over 30, 40 years in, a, in my portfolio? If I feel that I could do that, then maybe you invest it yourself. If you say, you know what, 5% I'm happy with, if I got 5% for the rest of my life, then take the pension. Right. And, and of course, now, what if you think you're going to live to 105? Yeah, then you absolutely take the pension. Right, because yeah. it changes then. Yeah, but... Um, but we don't know that, do we? No. And... Uh, At least most of us. You don't know how long you're going to live, do you? No, I wish. I, no, I don't wish I, I knew that. <laughs> we have Randy. He writes in, Alan. Hello, YMYW team. I live in Wisconsin. Drive a 2018 Chevy Colorado 4x4 pickup truck. Yeah, you got to have a pickup truck in Wisconsin. You know, I think that's the perfect vehicle for Wisconsin, don't yeah, you? I, I think so. Take your dogs in the back and any, <laughs> anything else that you want to. Kegerator, something like that. <laughs> Kegerator. Okay, well, I suppose. He's got a six-year-old Beagle mix, Cooper, uh, who is also a Packers fan. How do you know Cooper? He, Cooper's Packers. a Packers fan? Well, he, I guess I he, mean that just he, shows you the, the intelligence of Packer fans. <laughs> They're Beagles. <laughs> the Beagles are all rooting for the Packers. Yeah. You know, since I am from Minnesota, I can see you, that. You understand it? I, I do. Okay. All right. Um, is it hot? Is it's pretty hot. <laughs> She's a hot box today. It All is. Right. Yeah, she's got the heat up. Okay. For us. Uh, my wife and I <laughs> just keep us uh, limber here. Yeah, right. Uh, my wife and I have a globally diversified, age appropriate portfolio of Vanguard index funds and bond funds totaling $1.3 million. At this time, only 30000 is in a Roth with the remainder $1.27 in pre tax money. We will convert some of that pre tax money once my wife goes part time. We have one year worth of expenses in savings. Since I've recently turned 55, I can roll over my 77000 cash balance pension plan at a previous employer, which is currently guaranteeing a 3.79% interest rate. My wife is 58 and will go part-time till 62. We probably won't draw on our retirement assets until I retire in 10 years at 65 and possibly defer our Social Security until 70. Our home will be paid out before I retire. Sounds like Randy's pretty dialed in here. I think I, he doesn't really need our help, does he? I don't think so. Uh, my option for the 77000 cash balance pension plans are do nothing and let it ride at 3.79% for up to the next 10 years, roll it over to my current IRA, or annuitize it now or in the next 10 years. All right. So he's got some options. Sure. So he's got a cash balance pension plan that the previous employer gave him. And usually with those plans, you, you could take the lump sum, uh, roll it into the IRA that he suggested, um, or he can take a lifetime income stream from it. Sure. And that's what annuitize means. Right. Which is the same as any retirement plan. An annuitize is like you receive monthly payments generally for the rest of your life. Right. You, you can have $100,000 lump sum, or we'll give you $2,000 a year for the rest of your life. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yep. All right. 3.7. Um, I'll continue. Okay. 3.79% is a very good guaranteed return. I know over the long run, I'll earn more in the stock market. The math tells me to roll it over. Am I nuts for wanting to take it out of the plan with that guaranteed return? What do I need to consider if I leave it in the cash balance pension plan? The previous employer is a strong financial company. Um, I'd love to hear your spitball, back of the napkin conversation on this. Your loyal follower, 
Randy. Okay. One thing um, Randy didn't give us, Alan. What, what, what is the annuitization? Yeah. Well, because we- he's got two guarantees here, right? He's going to get a 3.79% roll-up on the overall pension that he's receiving. So he could continue to keep it in the plan. He could roll it out into an IRA. Then he has no guarantees for the income later, right? right. right? So he'll have to create the income on his own. Or he keeps it in the plan for the next 10 years at close to 4% guarantee and then annuitize it. Right. But what I I don't know what the annuitization is. What's the income factor? Yeah, right. So that (laughs) correct. So that would help us answer this question. If we knew what the income was now, if you annuitize it now versus 10 years from now, uh, we know what the lump sum is and we know what the rate of return is. So at least we've got part of the, the equation. Right. The biggest. So based, based upon what we know, though, what would you, what's your spitball analysis? Well, it's, it's $77,000 out of $1.3 Yeah, I guess it's not that big a deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I like, I would keep it in the plan and I would use that as a bond option. Yeah. Because bonds are playing almost nothing. Um, so it, what is that? 77,000 into one, three. Um, so what? Five percent, six percent. Yeah, you couldn't do that in your head. Uh, it's early out in this. <laughs> this studio is like 200 degrees. It's too, too hot to think. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm, well, not, I'm not good at math. It's uh, it's under seven percent. It's probably about five. It's because if you take 70,000 to one million, that's thank, seven. Thank just, you. just to give you a little frame of reference. Got it. So I, I agree with you, Joe. I, I think uh, three. Bonds are not paying very much right now. Right. And to get a guarantee of 3.79, that's that's pretty good. Yep. So I think I would use this uh, this cash balance plan as part of my bond. Like, let's say, for example, I wanted 70% stocks and 30% bonds. Well, this would be part of the bonds. Yep. Right. And to make up the rest of the 30%, I would go into the rest of the portfolio. Absolutely. Yeah. And then and then in uh, there's no reason to create income right now, uh, Drandy. You don't really need it. But in 10 years from now, or whenever you retire, it's like, okay, well, let's look at the options and make the best plan at that point based upon what the income stream is. Right. Because the, the second phase of this, Randy's going to have to make another decision in 10 years to say, do I annuitize it in 10 years? Yeah. So, okay. Then you look at, um, oh, let's see if you can do this in your head, Alan. <laughs> What the what the payment monthly payment will be? Um, well, the seventy seven thousand will probably going to grow a, to one hundred and ten. Yeah, say one hundred. Okay, one hundred ten is what you get. Right. Okay. So he's going to have one hundred ten thousand dollars in that cash balance plan in ten years. So then you have to figure out. All right. Well, what is the annuitization rate? What are they going to give you from a, a pension? Probably be five or six thousand a year. Wouldn't you? If you had to guess. Yeah. Maybe something, something like that. Yeah, maybe a little bit more than that because because yeah, you're getting return of capital. You got it. Yeah. So then you could. Add that on top of your social security. And then that, you know, um, little beer money, you know, walking around money, something like that. <laughs> the more guarantees that you have in retirement, yeah. um, d- depending on what the, the guaranteed rate they're willing to give you um, is the key. So um, some things to, to, to ponder on, Randy. Um, hopefully you like that little spitball. Um, and thanks for being a loyal follower. A follower. Yeah, they're following us. I, I apparently kind of freaks me out. <laughs> Do you ever have to look over your shoulder? I, I, I will now. Big Randy <laughs> in his pickup truck with his beagle dog right. for the Packers. Is right. Chasing be like, you. Hey. <laughs> is your pension plan safe? What happens if it's underfunded? 
Check out Threats to Your Retirement Income, the YMYW TV episode on this very topic, along with other free pension resources in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com. For one-on-one guidance on making your pension choices and for an in-depth financial plan specifically tailored to your retirement needs and goals, click Get an Assessment in the podcast show notes to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation financial assessment at a time and date convenient for you. It's a private video meeting between you and one of the experienced financial professionals on Joe and Big Al's team at Pure Financial Advisors. And you can do it right from the comfort of your own home, wherever that might be. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes and schedule your free financial assessment and to access all of our free financial resources. Kathy writes in, Joe, Big Al, been listening to your show for a year or so now. Love it. Love you, Kathy. I'm 53 and single. I have a financial question for both of you. When I looked in my shoebox the other day, I found a pension account from previous employer worth $53,000. I could take a lump sum or alternatively, I could take a single life annuity starting now for 200 bucks a month. If I don't do anything with it, um, it's been growing uh, interest, for example, 1.1% for the year 2021. So she's got a pension. She found it in the old shoebox. Yeah, I'd, I'd say keep digging. What else you got to buy? What else you got? Right, right. There's some gold coins or something. All right. 53, she takes it now. She could either take a lump sum, 53,000, roll that into an IRA, or she could uh, take 200 bucks a month. Yeah. If she doesn't do anything with it like it has been. It grows um, at a very low interest rate. 1.1% is what she's thinking. I don't need this money now, but I may need to secure some basic income needs in the future. I like the idea I have an annuity to secure basic income needs. However, I'm not sure if this is a good idea. I calculated the monthly payment against the lump sum, which comes out to around 4.7% now. If I wait until 65 to take the annuity, it comes out to 6.2%. Since annuity gives me a lifetime income, I compare it with the 4% withdrawal rule and it looks better. Well, yeah, the 4% burn rate is ideally you don't touch the principal in the annuity. You're touching principal in interest. Yeah, that's, that, that is a difference. The 4% rule basically allows your, your lump sum or principal to grow. That's the whole idea. So in other words, the payment is higher each year because it's 4% of a higher number. So you have 100000 you're taking $4,000 out. Right. And you're anticipating, let's say, the market seven out of 10 years goes up. Yep. So let's say it grows at 6% on average. Right. You're taking four, the 2% combats inflation and taxes. Yeah, yeah. So, so at yeah, the end of the day, you still have the 100,000 bucks. And, and plus every year you get a raise, right? Or you could get a demotion if the you, market you goes could. down. You could in, in certain years, you bet. Yep. However, I'm still not sure about this since the balance earns a very low interest that is tied to some bond. It seems losing money considering what the market's done. If I leave this account they're untouched until 65. What are your thoughts about this money? Should I take the lump sum and invest it in an IRA or take the monthly payment or leave it there? Appreciate and love the show. Um, okay, what do you think? Do you want to take the lump sum or do you want, is there a follow-up email here? What is this? Yes, yeah, that's from Kathy as well. Should I read the follow-up email? Yeah, she's got different options, it looks like. Oh, great. Hi, forgot to detail the options that I could think about. Leave it there untouched. Okay, you've already said that. 
let it grow to earn the low interest rate. Wait till retirement to take the single life annuity. Take the lump sum of 53000 now and invest it in a target date fund. Defer tax by rolling into an IRA. For this option, do I lose the access to the money before 59 and a half penalty free? Take the money of $200 a month and invest it in a target date fund in a taxable account. Which one would you do? Any other suggestions you might have? Thank you. All right. So got three choices. She waits until retirement. And so instead of taking the $208 at retirement, it's something a lot higher than that. I don't know what that number is. Well, let's, I don't know if she's doing it on the um, 53,000. Let's assume she is 53,000, 6.2% divided by 12 months. That'd be $273 per month, roughly, maybe. So she could take 208 now or 273 at 65. I think so. That's what I'm guessing. 53000 now or $57,000 in the future. Yeah. Something like that. If it's growing at 1.1%, it's, it's tied to some bond index. Right. Okay. We don't know what that is. So what would you do if, how, you, if you were Kathy? How old is she? 53. And she could get 208 right now? Yep. Okay. 53. Um, do you think Kathy uh, has longevity? Um, Let's assume she well, does. I'm, I'm, yeah, I would say so. Sure. She's single. She doesn't have a man in her life, so she's probably got longevity. She probably would have told us otherwise because she's liking the annuity. If you have longevity, the the annuity probably will probably will work out for you. Right. So let's say you take the annuity now at two hundred and eight, and let's say she lives until age ninety five, yeah, which is what forty years from now. Yeah, call it forty ninety three. Okay, I'll just go forty years, and she's doing that a month, and she gets six percent. Uh, future value of that um, is $414,000. Right. She's single. She, I don't know if she's got kids that she want to pass it, but she wants to spend the money. So she's not going to invest it. She's going to invest it in a target date fund until she retires at age yeah. 65, you think? Or if she just takes the lump sum at 6% for 40 years. Let's see what she ends up with. And she just want to know if she can access the money before 59 and a half penalty free if she no. gets the lump sum. She, she cannot. It's an IRA. Yeah, five five hundred forty-five thousand. If she takes the lump sum, that's six percent. Okay, um, so she takes the lump sum and then she grows it at six percent until ninety-three. It's five hundred forty thousand versus the two hundred eight. Yeah. In other words, or or she takes the two hundred eight and invests each of those payments. And, and the reason why, or you could reverse that and take the present value of that. The lump sum could. is going to be worth more. You could. So I could take two hundred eight to each ninety-three and take the present value of that of some discount rate. Yeah, and the, re- the reason why we're, we're ending up with the lump sum being better is we're using 6%. Now, if you're going to put it in a CD and earn less than 0.1%, then you're better off taking the annuity. Yep. So me personally, I, w- I would take the lump sum because I think that over the long term that I could probably earn 6%, which would work out to be a better deal. That's me personally. Uh, Kathy, it depends upon your ability to invest and your ability to weather ups and downs in the market and all that sort of thing. Right. But if you like the, the idea of um, of a fixed income stream, you know, yeah. then that trumps it all. It, it does. Because then you're looking at, okay, well, what's what's my internal rate of return on the 208000 over, you know, because there's uh, variables that you don't know. What's your life expectancy? Right. You take the annuity payment and all of a sudden you get hit by a bus in a couple of years, right? 
well, you're single, so you're going to take the single life, and so now it's gone. If you take the 53000 you can at least pass it on. Um, but if it's only growing at that rate, usually the lump sum in the annuity payments is almost identical from an internal rate of return standpoint. Right. So what we would look at is, all right, well, what's, what's your other fixed income options? Um, or uh, available fixed income sources? Do you have other pensions? Do you have, you know, what's your social security benefit? What is your other retirement accounts, non-retirement accounts? What's your lifestyle? Things like that um, to really dial it in. But if you want the fixed income and you like, you know, some beer money and a little travel money or whatever, by all means, just make it simple. Just get the 200 bucks a month and call it good. But then you get the 53. Now you got a target date fund. I don't know. You take some money out of there to break even on that. Without any growth is 21 years. So you put, you know, I just put 2,500 into 53,000 is what, 21, 22 yeah, years? that's true. Um, so if you don't grow the money at all, so you're 55, so that's 75. I, another factor here is what what's your mentality on if you have $53,000? I mean, I know it's in an IRA and it would be, you'd have to pay a penalty. But if you're the kind of person that at 59 and a half, you're, you're liable to pull it out and spend it, then you might be better to take the annuity, you know, protect yourself, right? <laughs> if you're the kind of person that's like, well, I don't really need it because I got social security or I have, I have whatever, then, and I can just let this grow, then I, I kind of like the lump sum. And, but that's, uh, but yeah, I, I agree, Joe. It's kind of a personal thing. And it's not, we're not talking about a lot of dollars. So it's, it's a little bit more personal for what Kathy would like to do. So here's the um, here's the internal rate of return. Okay. So if I got 208 times 12, 2,500 bucks, right? And let's say 42 years. Okay. Discount rate, inflation, call it what, three? Yeah. Okay. Present value is 59,000 versus the lump sum of 53,000. Right. It's almost identical. It's, yeah. And as you said, it usually works out that way. Right. So whatever preference you want. I got James in neighboring Arizona. Hello, Joe. Did you write neighboring? Who write see how that? he signed the see how he signed the email? Oh, James. <laughs> Sorry. I don't read the emails, Andy. I know. I That's why I'm telling you now. When, when when they're hot off the press. So they're fresh. Fresh. Fresh in your mind. Yeah. And that's why it's such an awful experience listening to me read aloud. <laughs> but people <laughs> seem to like it. They binge listen. <clears throat> I don't know how. I can't even listen to seven seconds of this <laughs> god awful mess. Oh, man. Okay. Hello, Joe, Al, and Andy. Thanks so much for your podcast. It really does help so many of us as we consider our retirement strategy. I'm a few years away from retirement, and I would like to get your thoughts on how to handle my company pension option. The company froze our pension several years ago when they increased the 401k match. The pension does not have a lump sum payout option and does not adjust for inflation. So there is no COLA. I'm thinking it might make the most sense to take the 10-year period certain option and go towards our early living expenses while we delay taking Social Security and allow our other investments to grow. When I retire at age 62, the pension options I'm looking at are as follows. All right, 10-year period certain, 45K annually, $450,000 total. Or... Joint with rights to survivor, 18.5, so 18,500 annually with no cost of living. And this is at age 62. Can you tell me 
Alan, what the present value is of $18,500. Let's say 62, 72, 82. Let's run 25 years and let's run a discount rate of, call it 4%. Okay. 289000 Okay. Um, wow. That's it? If it's five uh, percent, it's um, two sixty. Yeah, it's low. I mean, if you just take eighteen five into four fifty, which you can't really do, but that's only at four percent. So yeah, I mean, you look at the present. What you want to do when you there's there's two ways to look at it, I guess. Well, there's multiple ways to look at this. So when, for those of you that have a lump sum pension option. Um, or an annual payment, or in this case, James from neighboring Arizona says, all right, I got a 10-year period certain. What a 10-year period certain means is that he's going to get $45,000 a year, and if he dies the next year, the beneficiary is still going to get $45,000 until the, the, the 10 years. Or a joint with rights to survivor is 18.5. That will pay for both lives. So if they live until 105, 18,500 is still going to come to the overall household. So if he's get a 10-year period certain of $45,000 with no COLA, 10 years, he's going to receive $450,000 as he add up over that 10 years. So what you kind of want to figure out is what is the present value or what is the internal rate of return? So I did that wrong. I, I didn't. Yeah, that seemed way too... It's, uh, it's actually the present value at 4% is um, 462. Okay. Four hundred sixty-two thousand. Okay, so see what the company's doing here. They're, they're, it's usually the same or very close to that. Um, you know, and that's why Alan and I are a good team <laughs> because I I knew that was wrong, and then he was like, "Well, wait a minute." I had that's... I had a number in the future value button. I didn't realize. <laughs> got it. Oh, you know, you got to clear out your calculator. Uh, I know. So eighteen thousand five hundred on an annual basis. Then you look at okay, well, what is the present value of that eighteen thousand five hundred? So you can make an informed decision. So you're making apples to apples because when people look at four forty five, eighteen five, well, forty five seems better. But wait a minute, you're going to get the eighteen five for that many more years. So what is the present value of that? You can use certain discount rates of whatever that you think that you could grow the money at, or inflation is, or or. You, know, you can make your own assumptions here depending on how aggressive or conservative that you are. Yeah, if you think you can earn 6%, then the present value is 308000 right? So then maybe you just take the take the money, 45000 a year, and invest it at 6%. Right. So looking at – they usually usually conservative you know, discount rates, and so the, it's usually the same. Right, so four hundred fifty thousand. If you take the ten-year period certain, or we'll give you joint with life to survivor, and if you live to normal life expectancy, guess what? We're going to be out roughly four hundred fifty dollars. That, that's right. Or four hundred fifty thousand. Same, same. We don't care. Same, same. That's actually usually how all these are run, basically. So it's same, same for them. Correct. So then you just want to make sure that you're placing this income into your overall financial strategy, so you don't have to spend hours upon hours to decide. Well, look at all these pension options we have. In most cases, unless someone has impaired life expectancy or someone that lives, you know, you you have ancestors that are still alive from the, you know, I was going to say something, but I'm, <laughs> let's say that you have very long life expectancy or okay. short life expectancy, you know, then you can kind of play with your own financial plan to see what makes sense. So um, he's got some other details here. Uh, let's see. We don't got a ton of time to, to go through all of this, but he's he's got some Social Security um, he's got the spousal benefit. 
And uh, if they delay, it's going to be around $50,000. He's got a portfolio of about $3 million. Um, mostly he's got tax deferred and 1.1 tax-free. Look at this guy. Look Wonderful. at James. Yeah, right. He's killing the game. He's hoping to spend $165,000 annually. Current plan is to pull from the tax deferred to minimize the 12% tax bracket each year. Maximize. Maximize. And then pull the remainder from tax-free. I realize the tax brackets may change in the future, so this plan could change. Your general opinion would be appreciated. All right. You know what? I'm going to spend a little bit of time here, Andy. Sorry to keep yeah. going up the clock. No, go for it. Sorry. Because this is kind of the theme of today. Sure. How Blowing do I up the clock? Right. Yeah, that too. The what? Blowing up Blowing the clock. Blowing up the clock. Yes. Blowing up the clock too. All right. So he's going to take $45,000, let's say, over the next 10 years. That's going to cover some of his living expenses. But let's do this math again first. This is where people, you always need to start. He wants to spend $160,000 per year. And he is 62 years old. Uh, yes, he is. When I retire, it's 62. Okay. Okay, so he wants to spend, hundred. oh, I'm sorry, $165,000 a year. So he's going to receive Social Security of 50000 at age 70. Um, and then, let's see, Social Security at 67, well, 38 excludes spousal benefit. So let's call it, I don't know, $60,000 at full retirement age. So he needs $105,000 he needs $165,000 for about four or five years and sure. then about $100,000 thereafter. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Okay. Yeah. He's going to take the pension option of $45,000. So really he needs $45,000, $50,000 from the portfolio plus tax. Yeah. You kind of with my math there? Yeah, 50, 60. Okay. Yep. Um, so if I look at $60,000 and if I divide that into $2.8 million, we get 2.1%. So 2.1. So it's, it's not bad. It looks pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Good distribution rate. Okay. So first step, check check that box. Okay. I, I think when you're retiring at 62, let's just say, 4% is probably too, a little too rich. 3.5 three is probably fine, right? 3, yep. three is, is better. 2 is great. Yep. And so what he's looking at doing here is that, all right, He's got $600,000 outside of retirement accounts. He needs $50,000 a year. So he wants to take money from his um, retirement account to fill up the 12% tax bracket. Okay, so he could probably pull out, I don't know, $60,000 from the retirement account to keep him with the standard deduction. Well, you're, you're counting the 45 he's already getting. Yeah, minus 25. Yeah. And then get about, it up to 80? Yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, about. Okay. Yep. So sixty thousand he's pulling from retirement accounts, get him to the twelve. And then so he's I mean, he's pretty good, just almost pulling money from the retirement accounts. Sure. Um, but would you do that? Uh no. I wouldn't either. <laughs> Where are you at? What what are you thinking? What's your what's your strategy over the let's just call it five years? What's your five year plan for James? Um, let's see, what would I do? Sixty two. See that my problem was I I got sidetracked. I wasn't really listening. So you you'd give me years. All right. I would not I would not waste that twelve percent tax bracket on income. I would rather convert to the top of the twelve percent tax bracket. He's six hundred thousand dollars that are sitting outside that I could live off of. So he's got the forty five thousand dollar pension. I would take the non qualifying cash to supplement my income and then I would convert to the twelve. Yeah. He's got one point one. 
I would convert that over the next couple of years. Then his RMDs are going to be fairly low, and he'll never, ever touch anything higher than the 12% or 15% tax bracket for life. Yeah. Because he's going to push his Social Security out to age 70. And if he if he gets a little bit more money into the Roth, his Social Security could potentially be tax-free. And we're talking almost $60,000 of Social Security benefit. So you would have to look at what the provisional income is going to be. So I would forecast that out. Look at half your Social Security plus interest or whatever distributions are coming out of your retirement accounts. Um, I, I, that, that would be my play. I would, I would still want to get more money into Roth because then thereafter you could be in the 0% tax bracket with a, a $100,000 plus income. Yeah, I think that makes sense to me too because when you're able to get so much here converted, then a lot of your Social Security will be tax-free as well. So you get a double benefit that way. And, and it's this is the case where you don't have to go into the 22% bracket or 24% bracket because you got enough years to get enough out to still stay in the 12% in the future. So, right. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yep. So, yeah, pay just a little bit of tax, get a lot of money out. All right. Thanks for the question, James. That was a good one. It always comes down to taxes, whether you're deciding between investments or withdrawal strategies or pension options. And you know, just about any tax reduction strategies you want to implement for 2021 needs to be done before December 31st. That's only like a month away. Make sure your ducks are all in a row now. Download our 2021 tax planning checklist from the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com for a list of action items to undertake now so you pay less tax when you file in April, as well as a helpful list of documents and information you'll need when it comes to file your taxes. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes, download the 2021 tax planning checklist, and share the podcast and the free financial resources with your friends, family, colleagues, on social media, help out your friends, and help us spread the word about YMYW. Uh, got Brandon writes in Fort Myers, Florida, Alan. I emailed the show before. I guess my question was a bore. I thought it'd be funny. I need help with my money. Now maybe Alan Joe won't ignore. Wow. I checked. I could not find any previous emails from Brandon, so not sure what happened. It got lost in cyberspace or something. Brandon, we didn't get it. We answer questions here on Your Money or Wealth. We don't keep people behind. It's like, you know, if someone gets shot, we don't leave them behind. We grab them, pick them up, we put them in the helicopter. Just trying to figure out where you were going with that. <laughs> Watching a lot of wasn't sure either. But anyway, Brandon did write us a, a nice limerick, right? Which seems to be a, a common theme of our show. I don't know. It's, we, we didn't ask for limericks, but they, they keep coming. <laughs> another format of poem that we'll start getting (laughs) uh joe big al thanks for all your podcast advice i really enjoy listening to the show during my evening walks i don't own a dog my wife and i are both 46 i am the main breadwinner combined we'll have substantial retirement savings at my age 55 my wife's a school teacher with a fully vested pension she is currently in year 21 out of 30. Her pension increases exponentially over the next nine years. In other words, if she quits now, she would only receive $3,400 per year versus $13,800 annually with seven more years of work or $22,400 annually if she completes the entire 30 years. The Florida retirement system has a provision that allows for a one-time decision to move her pension to an investment plan. If we decide to take a lump sum distribution, which I intended on doing down the road, she would have to be in the investment plan to do this. 
I'm very leery on the information on the state website because I know deep down they want people to stay in the pension plan. He knows this deep down. He, he just has a gut feeling. <laughs> he does have a gut. Yeah. You know, he's, he's thinking big, big brother wants to keep the money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. <laughs> See the options below that they are indicating with the assumption that she will retire after 30 years of service at age 55. All right. Pension plan annual benefit of 27,468. So, all right. So that's option one. Take the annual benefit of 27,468 when she retires at age 55. If you elect to enroll in the investment plan now, the estimated starting balance would be 130,000. She's 46, so she's going to retire in 10 years. In 10 years, she's going to get, call it $30,000 for life, or she can roll now $150,000 into the investment plan. The $30,000 in 10 years from now is no longer, but she'll have $130,000. Call it in 10 years from now. She'll have, I don't know, a little under $300,000. Yeah, just double it, two sixty dollars ish three hundred. dollars good enough. Okay, I'm rounding now, rounding. I, I, I get it. Got it. it I'm just it, giving giving some colors to how you got there. Got it. <laughs> Thank you for that color. <laughs> if you elect to enroll in the investment plan now, then terminate employment at 55 and start receiving benefit at age 55, the future value of your investment plan is estimated to be 244000 Oh, well, we did that just kind of back in the envelope. Yeah, I got 260 You got 300 Rounded up. All right. So they're, 250 is what they're going to get. If you elect to stay in the pension plan for the next nine years, and then just prior to leaving employment at age 55, change the investment plan, your estimated lump sum on the investment plan would be approximately 377,000. Okay. I don't understand how a pension plan is estimated to gain $133,000 more than the investment plan over the same nine year period. Pension plans are highly regulated and typically don't earn more than 5 to 7%. The investment plan assumption above 244 is based on a default age-based retirement fund. I could obviously choose more riskier, higher-performing mutual funds and probably come out better than 244000 But even with a top-performing mutual fund, I don't see how I can get to 377000 They are estimating if we stay in the pension until the last minute. What am I missing here? Thanks a bunch. Well, what's, what is Brandon missing here? Is it a magical rate of return that the state of Florida's school system has? Did they got a little Warren Buffett there managing the money? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's concerned about Big Brother, I think. So he's trying to figure out what their angle is. Well, because he's saying if, 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 he, if he takes it out now, he's going to get 250000 if he takes a target date fund. If he keeps it in the plan, it's going to be 377000 so he's taking the delta of the 350 versus or 250 versus 377. It's like, I don't get it. What's the math? What are they doing? The pension plan can't necessarily grow that much more than I could do on my own. So what's the secret? What are they doing? The answer is, Brandon, is that there's mortality credits or something that has to be involved here because it, it, it is a pension plan that is a pooled plan for many people, right? This is a guess. I have no idea. I'm just guessing. <laughs> wow. I was thinking, I don't know how to answer that one. You came up with something that sounded really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So he's a better BSer than you, Al. <laughs> but but the, I mean, this is this is logical to me, right? Yeah. That is that make sense. A, right? So some people live a long time. Some people die. Some people take the lump sum. And so let's say if I take a survivor, if I take, I deserve $25,000 a year, right? I'm going to take the pension. And my boy, Brandon, that we forgot to, to answer his question before, his wife is going to take the lump sum. And we're the same age. And boom, I take $25,000 pension, single life, only me. And I die the next day. I get struck by lightning down in Florida playing golf. Right? So what, the, the, where does the rest of the money go? They owe me 25000 but I selected single life payment, right? I didn't select a joint life. I didn't select a period certain to make sure that it pays my beneficiaries out for the next 10 or 20 years. I picked a single life. I died. Where does all of my payments go? It goes back in the kitty, goes back in the pool, right? It's sure, not sure. going to get paid out because that was my election. Right. It, it is a pension plan that you can elect to say a single life, joint with rights to survivor, um, joint with rights to survivor with period certain. There's all sorts of different types of ways that you can claim a pension income payment. And some people want the biggest bang for their buck. And so they take a single life. If I took joint with rights to survivor and if I died and it went to a beneficiary, it's not going to be $30,000. It would be something lower than that because it's based on two lives. So the annual benefit of 30, I die prematurely. That money goes back in the kitty. That is then distributed out to the other pension holders. That's why they're able to have a higher benefit if you hold on to that plan. I am not working at the state of Florida. I don't know what they're doing in that. And I could be completely off base, but that is my best guess. If we're, we don't give advice anyway here, we're just True. shooting the, you know, you know what? We uh, spitballing is what we call it. So I don't know anything about this plan either. And every plan's different. So it's hard even for me to speculate, but I would say the, you know, one of the basic considerations on taking a lump sum versus the pension is, is exactly what you said. If you take the pension, well, then it's guaranteed for life. And that's a pretty good thing, particularly if you live a long life. But if you live a short life, you didn't really get much of anything. And if you took a single life, as you just mentioned, your spouse or your kids would be out of luck. On the other hand, if you take the lump sum, you know, you live long or short, the money's still there, right? But but there's there's reasons to take the take the the pension, you know, sometimes the pension payouts are pretty good. Sometimes they're indexed for inflation. Sometimes people are not very good at having a lump sum. They want to spend it. If that's you, maybe a pension is better. So there's different considerations, but the math on how they come up with all this, that's very plan specific. I, I don't know in this case. I think I nailed it. <laughs> it's possible. We got Mike from DC calling in. He goes, hey, Joe, now, big fan. Thanks for everything you guys do. Well, thank you, Mike, for writing in. I have a question about a pension plan for my mother-in-law. She's planning to retire this fall, age 55, soon to be 56, and move in with my wife and me to take care of our daughter instead of using daycare. All right. I don't know. Mike? Are you going to give some personal advice? I'm just saying. You're just, you have this a, is where it becomes a lifestyle question. You have a concern already? I, I do. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the finances. Got it. 
I think I know what your concern might be. Saying, Mike, have you thought this one through? (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. So, okay, let's 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 continue on here. Okay. All right. Her pension plan with Calpers, uh, California Public Employee Retirement System, is worth about fifty-one thousand. She doesn't have any other savings besides this pension plan where she has been working for almost 15 years. My wife and I plan to pay her a monthly amount to take care of her granddaughter, day-to-day cost, and pay for her own expenses, phone, et cetera, when she moves in with us. What do you think is ideal tax avoiding approach in dealing with the pension plan? Do you suggest withdrawing the lump sum, about a 20% tax hit, Defer the payments to a later date, if possible, or receive the pension monthly amounts when she retires. Is there another approach? Please let me know. Keep up the amazing work and look forward to your response. All right. So Mike's looking out for mother-in-law. Right. To having her move in. Take care of the little granddaughter. Yep. Have another roommate. (laughs) It sounds good on paper. So Intel. Yeah. (laughs) Think about it. Look at it. It's going to be great, Grandma, because we can save you money in taxes. That's right. I'll you know, call we, Big and, Al. And, we, and we, <laughs> we would pay daycare anyway. So we'll uh, just pay it to you. Yeah, just pay it to you. I think this makes a ton of sense. <laughs> For the first <laughs> week. Yes, exactly. Mike, right back <laughs> after a month. Let me know how everything is going. All right. Um, so what, what, should, what should Grandma do here? Should she take the money and run? So if she gets $56,000, I'm assuming she's single. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be taxes. Sure. Um, and at 55, if she retires at 55, if she takes the pension as a lump sum. Um, so that it's worth, yeah, worth 51,000. If she took it all, let's say the year after she retired. So there was no salary whatsoever. 51,000 minus the standard deduction would put her in the 12% bracket. So that's not too bad. Plus state of California is probably five. Yeah, so yeah. that's why you've seen 20% tax hit. Yeah, okay. that's, that's probably about right. So but, 10 grand. So she walks away with 40 grand. Yeah. Um, but, but she doesn't, she doesn't necessarily need it all. So why, why not just take out what you need? She'll be in a low bracket, really low bracket anyway. So let's say, if you, yeah, exactly. Or roll it into an IRA without any type of yeah, um, d- tax hit whatsoever. It's, it's not like you have to worry about a big RMD. It's not that big of an amount. Right. So, and we don't know what the payment stream is, so we can't really evaluate whether she should take a payment stream or not, but yeah, I think that's right. You, 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 you roll the 51,000, if that's what the value is uh, into an IRA and take it out as you need it. And she's going to be in a, very low bracket anyway and at 55 she could probably take out i don't know 150 bucks a month so i would look at what the pension is yeah so if there's a guaranteed income higher than that maybe you just take the pension because it's not going to be a ton of of money but it's it's something to you know walking around money for sure sure um so yeah, she needs to roll it and grow it because you're going to kick her out and probably. <laughs> well, wait a minute. She'll be 55, soon to be 56. She'll probably live to 90. So this is a, uh, what, a 35-year process here? <laughs> uh, but that's the tax advice. Roll it into an IRA. Uh, there's no tax. Then take it out when you need it. And then you only pay tax on the distributions. Yep. Agreed. Appreciate your comments. Got a couple new one stars, which are my favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This guy goes, cashed out Calper's pension. Are you guys insane? <laughs> okay. Enough said. 
So one starring, he was like very adamant. He thought we were crazy. We're insane. Yeah. Enough said. Take the pension payment, a lifetime monthly annuity uh, for probably another 40 years. 40K rolled into an IRA is no way going to provide her more to live off for her life. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think, did she have shortened life expectancy? I don't know. I don't remember the call. I remember um, very little of it. But there was a reason why I think we were saying because she needed the cash to pay for some nursing home care. If I remember correctly, anyway, I don't know. Sorry about that. Yes. I mean, we're spitballing here. We're not giving advice. <laughs> can I throw that caveat again? Of course you can. For all compliant purposes. Right. Alan and I are just here chatting. We're taking a break from our busy lives right. and trying to give you guys a little bit of insight um, in the financial planning world. Yeah. And the reason why it's chatting and not advice is because we don't have near enough information. We, we don't know any of you. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just, we're just going off what little we know from your questions. And we don't want you to write a five page question because we're not going to read it because it's, it's, it's too it, long. It doesn't work. So <laughs> keep your questions coming. The length is good. It's just that we don't have enough facts to give you a hundred percent answer with certainty. Right. Or because we're, just, we, we're, we're fiduciaries, right? Right. So, so we're just trying to do the best we can with the information that we have. And it's just, it's, it's a chat is what it is. So we got another great one. One star in my opinion, Andy and Al are excellent. Joe adds little value to the show. <laughs> Often appears bored. Yes. You got, you nailed that. The show is terrible. Uh, Be littles his callers. And really should consider retiring. Wow. <laughs> we just got that one a few days ago. That must have been from the last podcast. Oh, really yep. appreciate it. You must have gone off on something. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's something. And the, the name is Real Life Ninja. Yeah, he's a yeah. real life ninja. He's going to kick my ass. <laughs> Watch if, you, every, if you don't retire, I'm gonna like I would whip a Chinese star at your I ass. I wouldn't go out at night for a while until that oh that podcast kind of becomes <laughs> old history. <laughs> this this was like two day, two days ago, show. You're the in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. Those, those star things, yeah. those look like they hurt. He's got some magic dust. He's gonna come out of the elevator. He's gonna wow, start kicking my ass. Well, I can't believe you belittled my question. You better, I'll, I'll, you better get a bodyguard for a while. Oh, God, I love the, the real life ninja. <laughs> Joe has little value. He's bored. <laughs> Guys, he's a half idiot. You should hear him try to read a question. <laughs> oh, man. So there you have it, our compilation episode on choosing your pension options and Joe's favorite comment ever. If you've got comments or money questions, click Ask Joe and Al on air in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com and send them on in. Your Money, Your Wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click that Get an Assessment button in the podcast show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 to schedule your free financial assessment at a time and date convenient for you, no matter where you are in the country. Chances are one of the experienced financial professionals at Pure will be able to identify strategies to help you create a more successful retirement. Pure Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized 
personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision.